You know the vibes. Back for another week, the Hoop Genius Podcast. Myself, Mo Mootsi, alongside the legend that is three-time NBA champion, Mr. BJ Armstrong. BJ, how's the weekend been treating you? Weekend is beautiful, marvelous, fantastic, spectacular. But it's Monday morning. And you know what to do when it's Monday. I stay in a triple threat. I stay in a triple threat, Mo. Oh, tell them, tell them. What's the triple threat? Tell tell the people. I don't care if you're in your car, you on the train, or you walking to work. Just do what you do. Mm. What you need to be doing is locking in with the Hoop Genius podcast every morning. (laughs) But your place for everything you need to know about the world of the NBA. Man, I had fun recording Friday's episode, listening to the fans, answering their questions. We're going to do that again. So keep an eye on the Twitter page this week. This week, we're also going to be dropping our MVP rankings, which is going to be a new weekly segment for you because we know you guys love that conversation. But today, boy, last night, it happened. Woj bomb, Twitter alerts, news alerts, trade alerts. There was a trade Mm. in the NBA. Karis LeVert, Indiana Pacers, traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers in exchange for Ricky Rubio, who's out for the rest of the season, injured, and he's an unrestricted free agent this summer, so his money will come off the books, and a future first-round pick, and a future second-round pick, which will be in the low 30s. It's a good second-round pick to have. Now, we've all known for a long time that Indiana have been looking to rebuild. So this is the first domino to fall. Keep your eyes peeled on Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis. But we've got to talk about this trade at hand for the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll start with talking about the Indiana Pacers real quick. Because I like this move for them. They get Levert's contracts off the books. They get a few draft picks. And now, let's look at the money. They're 26 million below the salary cap. And that means this summer they join the three teams. Detroit, Orlando, and San Antonio, who have significant cap space. Now, I don't mean to say that they're going to sign a max-free agent. Don't be looking for James Harden to sign in Indiana. But what they can do with all of this space is they can take on some bad contracts in exchange for some more draft capital, much like what OKC did when they took on Al Horford, or they took on Kemba Walker, or what they thought they were doing when they took on CP3, but that actually worked out really nicely for them. But that's what they can do. Teams with high salary players, Lakers, that are unhappy with the high salary players, Lakers, um, that have some draft picks to sweeten a deal. Uh, Not the Lakers, though. (laughs) (laughs) They might be hitting up the uh, Indiana Pacers. So, so, you know, (laughs) it's going to be interesting. I don't know what Houston's doing with John Wall. Indiana has some room to absorb that salary now, but it's, it's going to be interesting. They've also not got many draft picks, so I don't know what the move is going to be for them. They're going to try and acquire these draft picks like they're Pokemons. They've got to try and catch them all because Sam Presley and OKC's got a head start. But, BJ, let's talk about this from the Cavs because we spoke briefly okay. before the show. You said it's scary hours for the Eastern Conference. The Cleveland Cavaliers just got stronger. Yes, they did, Mo. They got much stronger. They have a bona fide Fuck scorer it. who's capable. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's a bona fide scorer. 
and he can he can play. He can score in stretches. He can score during the course of a game. And you know what I love about him is as you watch him, you know he's had some health concerns, but when he's healthy, Mo, he can put that ball in the basket. You don't have to and remind me. I really me. like the fa- yeah. I really like the fact that he's going to a team who is saying the following: We're we're all in. AJ. We're all in now. And Cleveland, I mean, the, the 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 transformation for Cleveland for just a year ago till now has been incredible to watch. I mean, they've done a complete 180 where they were building, acquiring young players, young talent, upgrading their talent. And suddenly now they are like, we have a chance. And, you know, as we're talking right now, Mo, they're in the fifth seat. And whoever's the fourth seed is going to have to play this team in the playoffs. And today it's it's Philadelphia. I don't like this matchup with Cleveland. Tomorrow it could be Milwaukee. I don't I don't like that matchup. I, I don't whoever's going Chicago. to play Cleveland. I don't, like I don't care who plays but, them. But before we get to that, before we get to that, first of all, I still have flashbacks of the 51 points Karis Levert dropped in the Boston Garden on my Boston Celtics. So he okay. is a bona fide bucket. But let me just run you through this team now, BJ. Darius Garland, NBA All-Star. Karis LeVert, as we just said, bona fide bucket. Laurie Markkinen can hit that three ball. European player, you know the vibes. Evan Mobley, a revelation from this draft. And Jarrett Allen, double-double machine who should have been an All-Star. And then, this is where I like it because we look at the bench. Kevin Love, Isaac Okoro. Shout out to my boy Chedi Osman. Rajon Rondo. Okay, they've got pieces. And... Before we talk about how dangerous they could be, they still have Colin Sexton on the team. Now, he's a restricted free agent. But here's the thing. They don't need him. They can trade him. And him being a restricted free agent, there might be some teams looking to pay him some money and keep him there because he's a very good player. Let's not get it twisted. The fact that when I say they don't need him is they're just already stacked now with Garland, Lavert, and Okoro at those guard spots. So they might look to move. Colin Sexton to make the roster even stronger or even deeper. So that brings us to what you just alluded to in the playoffs, because the Cleveland Cavaliers are still about 20 million below the tax line. So they can make their roster stronger. Let's go through the matchups in the East of all the teams. All right. I'll I'll put it like this. BJ, which team matches up well? with the Cleveland Cavaliers, because when everyone zigged to small ball, they've zagged and said, no, Twin Towers, we're bringing back the big men. Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, that's the problem. Can you name a team in the East that would feel confident going into a matchup with them? You know, well, the one thing I like about this Cleveland team, and I want to give a salute to Colby Altman. Yep. Who has done a fantastic job, well-deserved contract extension, and has done a great job. But I, I really want to give a big shout out to J.B. Bickerstaff, okay? The head coach there. Coach of the year for me. Okay. And, and the reason I want to really shine the light on him is because of the following. Every team in the league over the last, let's five years, if, you know, they all look the same. Pace, space, they shoot threes, they shoot layups, and they try to get to the free throw line. Every team is mimicking what you know, the Golden State Warriors and all the teams that have had success look like. Suddenly, when you look at this Cleveland team, and I remember you and I talking about it, you know, 
a lot of the experts said, what is Cleveland doing? <laughs> like, don't they know that small ball is the way to go? And you look at their team, they're starting basically three seven-footers. Lori Marketing, Evan Mobley. Um, Jared Allen. Uh, Jared, Jared Allen. They're bringing Kevin Love off the bench. And you're going, what's going on up there? Now, the thing I love about this team is they are not like everyone else. They play the game at a very nice pace in the regular season. And Mo, no matter how big this league, I mean, how small this league gets, you can't have enough big men who can play. They have three big men that I know that are terrific. Jared Allen could have easily been an all-star this year. Should have. Evan Motley is playing the game as well. He could be rookie of the year. Future superstar. And Kevin Love has been excellent. Arguably the best big man coming off the bench. Who would have thought? Fantastic. Who would have thought, BJ? Remember, I tweeted this the other day. Kevin Love, LeBron James, and Kyrie Irving. When those two guys left Cleveland, LeBron went to the Lakers, then teamed up with AD. Kyrie went to Boston on a detour, and then he joined KD and the Nets. Who would have thought that Kevin Love in the year 2022 would be on the best team out of those three guys? Uh, like you said it, the best team. And, you know, when you age, you're just not able to do what you did when you were younger. Now, Kevin Love has found his niche. He comes off the bench. He's valued for his leadership. And I love the role that he's currently playing. He's right where he's supposed to be. But what I love about this Cleveland team is they play at a very nice pace. They play to their strengths. And they are different than all the other teams. So when you play Cleveland, it's like, oh, we have to actually defend in the post. Oh, we can't just drive to the basket. Oh, we actually have to keep big people on the floor because they will overwhelm you with their size. Oh, by the way, they're athletic. By the way, they're deep. I really like how they have, have assembled this team. I like the fact that they are different. They have a different way of thinking about the league, the philosophy. And it kind of reminds me of that era before where now we're in the small ball era where every team played to their strength. I applaud this Cleveland organization for playing to their strength. They're playing well. They have bigs. They play a big boy brand of basketball. And I love it. And I think they're going to cause a problem because there is no other team in the league that plays like them. There's no other team in the league that has three seven-footers and a 6'9 guy who plays on the perimeter like Kevin Love. And they have John Rondo and all the other players that you named in, uh, earlier. So salute to Cleveland. I think they're yep. going to be a problem for someone. They have great flexibility now. They're in a great position with their young players. They have another young player, not saying that he's not in their future plans, and Colin Sexton, who they can move. They have a young player who just was named an all-star. Okay. Uh, Darius Garland. So uh, the future looks very, very bright there in Cleveland right now. Man, and also shout out to the scouting department of the Cavaliers for seeing the vision in Evan Mobley, because the reason why I think a lot of people didn't know if it would work is he was being touted as a five, but they've come in and put him at Well, he four. is a five. That's what he's, he's he is got a the five. versatility to play. I see a lot of comparisons to Tim Duncan, but I see a lot of comparisons to Kevin Garnett as well. His ability mm-hmm, to put the mm-hmm. ball on the floor, that little jump shot in the mid-range, he can spread the floor nicely as well. And, you know, they turned down some offers on draft night for teams that were trying to move up to acquire him. And they said, hey, listen, 
can offer us the farm, but we're keeping our pick and we're going with our guy. I'm sure the Houston Rockets are looking at not picking him with the second pick and kind of regretting it a little bit. But that's the beauty of the NBA draft. You know, it's, it's like in recent years, the number three pick always seems to come out and have a fantastic, fantastic career. I think there's a lot less pressure for those guys. And, you know, I'm excited to see this Cleveland team because let's look at the playoffs. Like you saw what they did against the Milwaukee Bucks. I know it was in a regular season, but you, they, they destroyed the Milwaukee Bucks recently. Now, putting an Embiid against them, if it's the Sixers that match up with them, cool. Jared Allen is a great guy to have on him. And then they've got other guys that can come in and give them problems. You won't have an easy matchup. The Chicago Bulls, we spoke about their lack of size in the front court. The Miami Heat, I don't think they'd be too mad, but because they can shoot the three ball really well on space the floor. But even then, I just think Cleveland is a matchup nightmare. I think only Toronto can really match up well with them because they are, again, another team that's gone heavy on the size rather than going small ball and shooting a ton of threes. So it's going to be very, very interesting. But, you know, speaking about the Eastern Conference, the big news over the weekend was the alleged trade discussions between the Sixers and the Nets involving oh. James Harden. And are we, right are now, we circling back here? Yeah, we have I to. Feel like if we, we I, have I feel to. like if we stay on the front stoop long enough, the circus always comes back around. Oh, 100%. Because, you know, by next week, they'll talk about Kyrie Irving. And then, you know, <laughs> next week, they'll talk about Russell Westbrook. But. Steve Nash just said before the game where the uh, Brooklyn Nets lost by 20 points to the Denver Nuggets, their eighth yes. loss in a row. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Put your hands up if you predicted Brooklyn. Mo, did you see that? St- you know, Mo, you know, I, I saw, I heard a stat over the weekend and I, and I immediately thought of you. There's never been a team in the NBA since 1946, Mo, that has won an NBA championship after losing seven games in a row. Makes sense. Makes sense. I have Brooklyn coming out of East, but I no longer have Brooklyn coming out of East. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, okay. I'm doing the U-turn. Unless they change the laws in New York City and James Harden all of a sudden changes his mind on his relationship with the team over there. It looks like they're in talks about trade and Steve Nash said he's not being traded and Kyrie Irving said these media plants who want him to move I'm not listening to them. He said he's staying, but Kyrie is also the guy who said he was going to stay in Boston for the rest of his career. And we saw how that ended up. So Mm, mm. just from this is, this is the angle I want to ask you about, right? Yes. Making a big move, like adding a James Harden to your roster, adding such an important piece to your team. If you're Philadelphia, if you're Philadelphia, but, but just, just any team adding a MVP caliber player to their roster. Do you think there is an advantage in acquiring them in the offseason? So you have your whole training camp and preseason to integrate them into the team rather than integrating them at the trade deadline in the middle of a season, especially if you're Philly and you've already got a good thing kind of going here. Well, you know, Mo, for better or for worse, when your opportunity comes, you have to jump on it. You have to seize the moment. And you know, we talk about here, you and I all the time about how to improve your team, right? You improve it in the draft. You, you improve it in free agency. Your young guys hopefully will improve from within. They'll come back better year in and year out. Hopefully you'll get a young player like a Darius Garland and suddenly he evolves into an all-star two or three years later. And then what we're currently discussing is trades. Now, when, when that player becomes available and you're able to significantly or 
just upgrade your talent. You have to do it because you never know when you're going to have that opportunity to upgrade your talent and improve your team. No matter when you have an opportunity to get a James Harden, you have to get him. And would you ideally like to have him over the summer, have your team, have those guys get used to one another, have mm. training camp? Absolutely. But when you have an opportunity to get James Harden, you have to jump on that and seize that moment. So I think it's in Philadelphia's best interest. If James Harden hasn't given the Portland, not Portland, the Brooklyn Nets an indication that he is more than likely going to sign back. I think they're going to have to seriously consider this. Okay. And I want to say this about James Harden. If James Harden financially, it would be more rewarding for him to get traded. Yep. So that he can get the extension that he would be looking for financially with the team that he's currently playing with. Let me ask you this. If you're the Brooklyn Nets, you're in the same division, not just the same conference. You're in the same division as the Sixers, right? I move him. I I move. Mo, you've heard me say this since November. I said there's only one team that I – there's only one player I thought you should move him for, right? This is prior to all of this now, right, Mo? I just looked at the books like every other financial guy and said, in the end, money talks. The timeline for the Brooklyn Nets right now is Kevin Durant is extended for like four years out now. Yep. Okay. Kyrie Irving, I I believe, has another year. I think he has another year, I believe. I think he has another year after this. Opt-in or whatever he's going to do. So the Brooklyn Nets gave up all of their players, their current rosters, young players, Young, good players. Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, who I want to take them out in the playoffs because that would be Spencer Dinwiddie. These were good players. These were really good players. They gave all these players to get these three players, okay, in particular James Harden. Therefore, with the signing of Kevin Durant, they have to secure an elite-level player to complement Kevin Durant and hopefully Kyrie Irving, because Kyrie Irving appears to be all in. That's going to sustain them and move them forward. Because right now, the where their roster is constructed, they can only have those three elite players. And then um, what's the other kid that they have signed there that's currently hurt? I can't think of his Joe name. Joe Harris. Uh, Joe Harris. Question marks and then everyone else is going to return this season. Yeah. And then everyone else is going to be at a minimum. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's in their best interest because of Ben Simmons. It fits their timeline. It fits their age. He fits what they're trying to do, right? They need a guy who can defend and compliment and do all these things and play off the ball, on the ball, whatever. I just think it works. How I think good, it works. How good would the Nets be if they just had Katie Kyrie and Jarrett Allen and Karis LeVert as well? Be pretty good. Hmm. The harder the harder trade is looking worse and worse. If he leaves without winning a championship and after everything they gave up, I get it. You had to do it. But at the same time, I mean, you you had to do it. It hasn't worked out because of injuries. I mean, they've only played what about 25 or 26 games together? Yeah, barely that. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it just hasn't worked out, but you had to do it. So I, I understand it. You have to do it. And everyone was on board. James Harden was on board. Kevin Durant was on board. Kyrie was on board. And then things happen. You know, Kyrie's not, he can't even play because of, you know, the, the law there in New York City. So it's, mm. it's a lot. It's a lot going on. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of drama here. But I think in the end, I think they, they, meaning the Brooklyn Nets, have to secure the timeline in which their window of opportunity. As long as Kevin Durant is healthy, they have a chance. I firmly believe if Kevin Durant was playing, this isn't an eight-game losing streak. Nope. No way. Okay? No way. So as long as Kevin Durant is healthy and he has a supporting cast around him, I believe they will always be in the game. Now, unless they improve their defense mode, because, you know, I, I, I just call it like I see it. Yep. If they don't defend, even with those three guys playing that they currently have, I think it's going to be hard for them. And I, and, and I think Ben Simmons, in some ways, I think he compliments what they're trying to do, provided the other two are playing and they're healthy. So we'll see how it plays out. Man, there's still no timetable for Kevin Durant's return to the team. They're saying it could be four to six weeks. We've got to hope that the Brooklyn Nets can stay afloat and even make it to the playoffs, though, because right now they've slipped down to the seventh seed. And if KD stays out mm. and Kyrie misses half the games that are coming up, imagine a world where the Lakers and the Nets both miss the play-ins, let alone the it's playoffs. It's very possible. It's would, very possible. I, I would love it because my favorite thing about sports is the unpredictability. But speaking of the Lakers, uh, another report came out this weekend and it says LeBron James would be open to signing with whichever team drafts his son, Bronny James. We might see something very unique now in Bronny James in 2023 being drafted okay. and LeBron making his way to that team and teams all going for like the game is how high are you willing to pick this kid knowing that his how old will LeBron be? 39, 40, knowing that his dad, whatever he's got left in the tank, will also sign with him. What do you make of that? Do you think there's going to be teams that take him higher than he perhaps would be picked otherwise had his dad not been LeBron James? Uh, you know, it's, it's really funny. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, first of all, I want to I want to applaud the achievement and longevity of LeBron being able to play this long. Mm. 19 years, he's playing at a high level. And I mean, just think about that. I mean, he may have an opportunity to play with or against his son. That to me is an amazing achievement. Crazy. Right? And, and being a dad myself, you go, wow, that would be a special opportunity. However, when I think about that, if I had an opportunity as a professional and understanding the playing, but the things that go on as a young man, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean here, Mo? Yep. The things as a young yep. person that you are doing as you are beginning to mature, let's just say as you're maturing. Yes. <laughs> I love my dad. My dad and I are very close. <laughs> and Mo, I just let your imagination run here for a little bit. I love my dad. I love my son. I love my 20. I have a 21 year old son. But Mo, I don't think 
when I was 21, the thing I wanted to do was to be hanging out with my dad <laughs> <laughs> on the road. <laughs> you know what let's I mean? Well, let's say no more. Let's, and let's I, say no and I don't more. think my son, who's 21, you know, you know, I, I, I always my wife and I, we always teach each other. We always say she always goes, you're not just a dad. You're a cool dad. But you got to know your role in this game. You know what I mean, Mo? Yeah. And my son is 21, and him and I, we do everything together. That's amazing. But I got to know my, I got to know my space and my yeah. place. And Mo, when I was 21, <laughs> I, I had a good time <laughs> in the NBA. <laughs> hey, hey, Mo, as we like to say in the NBA, Mo, I'm gonna pull the curtain back here for our fans and our people that are listening to say, you know what, Mo? It's the NBA, and everyone makes a run. Mo. The NBA, when I think of the NBA, all I can do is smile. It's, it, it was the most amazing time on the court, off the court, the fans, the people, the experience. I mean, Mo, it, it's taken me all around the world. Here I am 30 years later, still talking and smiling about the memories that I had in the NBA. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. And Mo, <laughs> you know what I mean, Mo? Hey, you know I what I'm saying? I'll tell you this. I know what I was doing at 21 and I weren't in the NBA. So I could only imagine yeah. having a million dollar contract and being in the NBA. You how, know, Mo, how, that's just, yeah. Mo, I, I used to <laughs> smile all the time when they say the NBA is fantastic. Mo, the NBA is fantastic. It's beautiful. It's mm -hmm. a beautiful place. Now, getting back to LeBron James, I think that's great. I think that's great. But if I could just put myself, I'm going... Man, I love my dad, man, but can you imagine that, Mo? The fellas want to go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then your dad's in the lobby. Hey, Mo, that's a little awkward, right? A... I hear it. I hear it, man. I hear it. You know it. what I'm saying? You, that's a good you, perspective you know what I mean? on it. That's a good perspective yeah. on it. Just something to think about. You I, know, just something I've not to think heard about. anyone say that perspective, so this is why you'd be rocking with us. Unique perspectives from a three-time NBA champion who's been there and done it all. And myself, who's just here for the vibes. You know the vibes, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. <laughs> I used hey. to know the vibes, Mo, but now, hey, Mo, I used to know the vibes. Don't worry, now... I carry the vibes on your behalf, OG. Don't, yes, don't you, you worry you. about that, okay? You're still <laughs> out here winning. Don't you worry about a single thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I know, hey, hey, Mo. I know my role in the game. I know my role now. You know what I mean? I know mine hey, too. I'm the dad. I, too. I got the Gatorade. Hey, hey, Dad, can you bring this? I pay for everything. Everyone's happy. That's my role now. Hey, man, do you? you. Know? Do you, man? Shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to the next generation coming through. But shout out to all our listeners rocking with us. We're going to be here all week, every morning, in your headphones, on your speakers, in your car, in your TV, computer, wherever you listen to the show. We want to thank you for tuning in. And wherever you do listen to the show, please take the time to hit follow or subscribe and leave us a review because it would really mean a lot. And this week is going to be an exciting week around the NBA as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline. Only a few days left. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. Dominoes are starting to fall. We're going to be here bringing you the best reactions, predictions, whatever you want, whatever you need, we're here. And then later on in the week, we'll take some of your questions. So until next time, I hope you have a blessed week. We'll see you tomorrow morning. And most importantly, you know the vibes? Get buckets. <laughs> <laughs>